It's Tuesday, September 24, 2013. Climate change caused by carbon pollution is one of the most significant public health threats of our time. EPA issues first ever carbon pollution standards for new power plants. Colorado's flood disaster, now an oil spill disaster. U.S. coal plants, the seventh biggest polluter in the world. Fracking industry study accidentally proves the case for regulations. Plus, it is high time that we put a price on carbon. And within the political system, we have to put a price on denial. Al Gore says science denial should be socially unacceptable. All of that socially unacceptable news and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Put a price on carbon. Put a price on denial. Okay, uh, $1.50. Stop yelling at me, Al Gore. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, I know we got a lot to cover today because this week the new UN climate report is coming out and all the denialists are going nuts in advance before it's even showed up. But the Tribune in Greeley, Colorado, is reporting that local companies are now dealing with damaged oil tanks following what they are calling Colorado's Great Flood of 2013. We've been covering that here on the Green News Report for the last several weeks. The spill numbers continue to rise. By Tuesday, the amount spilled is some 35,000 gallons of oil from storage tanks. That's confirmed so far. There are teams on the ground. There are thousands of oil wells and tanks that need to be inspected. What started out as a flooding disaster is now an oil spill disaster and reminds us that we've got to take climate change impacts into mind when approving these new projects like the drilling and fracking boom we've seen in Colorado over the past several years. Yeah, it really calls into question the wisdom of putting all of this oil and gas development in the middle of known flood zones. And spending billions of dollars only to have to deal with billions of dollars in cleanup uh, years later. Anyway, what else do you have for us today? Well, first, it's official. The Obama administration's Environmental Protection Agency has released the first ever greenhouse gas emission standards for new power plants. It's a really big deal since power plants currently account for 40 percent of our carbon emissions. The carbon pollution standards we are proposing today for new power plants are both flexible and achievable. That was EPA Administrator Gina McCarthy announcing the historic standards required by a Supreme Court ruling in 2007. Why do these standards apply only to new power plants? Why do these standards apply only to new power plants? Well, here's Gina. We need to act today, given the fact that any investment as large as a power plant is going to be hanging around for a while. And so is the pollution for decades based on the regulations they put in place now when they build the plant. Exactly. Now, these new standards are already being met by most natural gas power plants. They'll be difficult, however, for new coal plants, unless companies invest in carbon capture and storage technology, which the coal industry says is too expensive. No new coal plants are being proposed in the U.S. right now anyway, because cheaper, cleaner natural gas is already pushing coal into the dust. Well done. And yet the coal industry for years has been bragging about their clean coal technology. I guess it just doesn't exist. Oh, it exists. They just don't want to spend the money on it. Oh, well, well. Boo-hoo. See you later, Cole. The real battle will come when the EPA tackles emissions from existing power plants next year. 
Meanwhile, a recent report on U.S. air pollution shows that the nation's top 50 dirtiest coal-fired power plants, if they were combined into a country, put out enough air pollution to qualify on their own as the seventh biggest polluter in the world. That's right, the top 50 dirtiest coal plants in the U.S. combined put out more pollution than all but six countries in the world. A new study partially funded by the fracking industry inadvertently proves the need for more regulation on fracking. The study shows that wells using the best new technology can substantially cut dangerous emissions of methane, a potent greenhouse gas. Critics say it shows the industry can produce gas with very low emissions. They simply choose not to. As one researcher said, quote, they do better when they know they're being carefully watched. As we said before, we're already seeing a deluge of propaganda from the climate change denial industry in advance of the latest U.N. climate report due on Friday. At a climate conference this week, former Vice President Al Gore says there should be a social cost to denying climate science, much like racism and homophobia are now socially unacceptable. We have to put a price on denial. I remember when one of my friends made some racist comment and another one of my friends says, hey, cut it out, man. We don't talk like that anymore. Speak up. And when these conversations about climate take place, don't let denial go unchallenged. Headline, Al Gore has racist friends. <laughs> For much more on that story and all of those we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget, you can download us anytime via iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn Radio. Find us and like us on the Facebook and follow us 24-7 on the Twitters at Green News Report. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Put a price on carbon. Put a price on denial. This is when.